Welcome to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed, and we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to like, comment, subscribe, share episodes, we'd highly appreciate that as well. If any suggestions for things that you'd like to hear on the podcast, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at @juliegirlpod or by sending us an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. Hi, Zachariah. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing my best. I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. Things are fine and good mm. and all of the above, I guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tell me about it. What's going on? Nothing. I think that's what's good about it. Um, it's a gloomy day. You know, I love a gloom. It was raining this morning and my kind of day. It's Saturday. I don't have anybody breathing down my neck for anything and it feels great. <laughs> and I'm enjoying all of the above. <laughs> Your week was good. Anything happened? Honestly, I don't even remember. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anything happened. It, you know, things are very sim. Like things are very what they are. So I'm yeah. just going with the punches. Truly, I like don't remember anything. I feel like that's like my. Le- I just went and got a haircut, and um, she was asking me like how my week it was, or like what am I doing this weekend, and I was like. Literally nothing went on this week and I'm doing nothing this weekend. <laughs> like this is like the highlight of my weekend right now, getting my hair cut. And even that Hilarious. was stressful. So I was like, oh. I hate when people are not on time. Like it just like really irritates me. And I knew that we were recording this at like one and you had pushed it back because I always get like my hair cut at like noon. So. I didn't push it back. I mean, I pushed it back. Like oh. usually we record at noon, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I asked if we could do one because I had a haircut at 12. So right. I got there and she was like cutting this guy's hair who had like no hair. Like I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why is this man sitting in the seat? And he's just like kikiing and laughing and they're just talking. And I'm sitting there like mean. you know how I am. I'm just like mean mugging them like fucking what the fuck. So I was supposed to get my haircut at like 12. It didn't start until like 1225. So I was Ugh. like sitting there just so angry. Like literally I wanted to like get up and be like, how are you going to cut hair when there's no hair? Like what the fuck? Y'all are just talking. A mess. <laughs> I was so angry. And so I like was rushing home afterwards to make sure I was here at one. I actually beat you into the room. You did. So. I was like, hold up a second. I usually have at least five minutes to get myself together. <laughs> right. No, I was here. <laughs> I just hate when people take their time. <laughs> I hear that. I just, I don't understand. I, that like mindset just doesn't make sense to me. So, um, right. It was like stressful because I was like, just cut my hair. Like, honestly, like, I don't care. Just get it done with. Uh, I have something to do. I always hate that too. The only thing that pops into my head is when I order pho and they always mm-hmm. say, 
it'll be ready in 15 minutes. And I go in 20 minutes and they made me sit there for 15 minutes. And I'm like, I thought you said it was right. going to be ready for in 15 minutes. And now I'm just sitting here in this place with all these mm-hmm. COVID people. I'm not trying to be out in public right. like that. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So, no, I hate that too. Do they have that in Nashville? Have what? Bah. Isn't of that course. like, I never heard of it until I came out here. I don't know. Well, they have it in where I'm at. <laughs> oh, but there. I feel like, I feel like, because when I was living here, there was nothing, there were, there were barely any kind of Asian restaurants if it wasn't like American Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no Thai restaurants. There were no Vietnamese restaurants here. There was nothing. Um, there were a few Korean restaurants because we did have a pretty substantial Korean population. And when I say that, it's really not that big, but it's noticeable. But other than mm-hmm. that, there was nothing. It was straight up American food and some barbecue. Yeah. But now we have all kinds of little things and I'm happy about it wow. because and honestly, the pho here is better than anything that I have found in LA, which is very surprising. Really? Yeah. Like this place down the street from my house is one of the best that I've ever had. It is so good. And when I got my mom came here and I made her try it and she was obsessed with it. And then I, mm-hmm. I bought some from my aunt because I go over there every week, every, you know, to watch Big Brother every time it comes on. And so one day I ordered pho for us and brought it over there. And she was so surprised at how good it was. And they just give you all these vegetables and all these things to put into it it's just such a fun experience it's so good it's so delicious so no they we stepped it up a little bit here i'm proud of them (laughs) right was your aunt like get out my house this week i feel like big brother was on 24 7 this week (laughs) (laughs) every when when i had two hours and then at the end of two hours they were like in a special night tomorrow i was like fuck this shit you know i was mad as fuck (laughs) i know you were but you ain't even have to watch it because it's for next week so it's like it's usually the sunday episode we can just go on and talk about it get it done with i'm really i'm really like bad this week because i watched all the episodes i took notes but I just feel detached in a weird way. That's like, I don't because know. Because it was all bullshit. Like this week was all, like, it was just so much bullshit. It truly was. I just am ready for it to be over just because we know the direction is heading in. It's like, why are we drawing this out for two more weeks? <laughs> just truly. put us I, out I, of our misery. At this point, I'm rooting for Derricka. It's your life. <laughs> you think I'd ever be there? I just, you know what? If I can't, have one of the women at least i, I want a good laugh you know like no ma'am laugh. i'm not i i would rather never laugh again for the rest of my life than to have Derek f win this competition no nope. i refuse for you, Derek. why because everyone else is just bullshit i'm so over it like i can't have kylan win you know x like whatever but still no i just i just want to laugh because they did so much and then just like in the last you know, a few weeks ruined it. So go, go Derek F, go. <laughs> no. I'm like so disturbed to even hear you say that. Like the idea of that just makes me mad. Like it just we, makes we me. We break in race barriers. Let's go on and get like the LGBT into it too. You know? No, like... <laughs> absolutely not. He truly is one of the worst players I've ever seen in the existence of this game. He's one of the most annoying people that I've ever had to watch on a show. He's so delusional. There's literally nothing about him that is consistent enough for me to like him. Because I I tried real hard to like him. He was honestly the person I was the most excited about having on the show. And he has been the most disappointing to me. He has been the most annoying to my spirit in a long-term way. Like there's, there's been like, 
moments that I've enjoyed him. Like I loved the Beyonce moment. That was hilarious. There have been little things here where he, that he says things that are hilarious, but only because we do have a similar humor or the way that we talk to people is a little bit similar. And it, I find it funny but as a person. I feel like he is so delusional and he, it's so hard for him to not see the best of himself. And I think it's important that people can see when they're not in the best position or they're not doing the best things. But when you constantly have to put yourself in some kind of light and whenever you do see yourself in a bad light, you blame it on everything else except for you. It's so frustrating for me to watch. I Is he a Leo? I don't know what he is. I just don't even care what he is. <laughs> I would like for him to leave my vicinity immediately. You know, it's weird too because he's not somebody that I would typically hate that would make me like really dislike them on these shows. There are so many other people who have done way worse things than he has because honestly he's been probably the most problematic person this season but even that's not saying a lot because this hasn't really why did you get me talking about him already (laughs) because why not the levels of problematic haven't been that bad this season but he still is able to like really make me dislike him as a person just due to the things that he values, the way that he talks to people, the way that he's played this game. It shows who he is as a person and what he what he enjoys in life and what he's comfortable with. And all of it rubs me the wrong way in so many different ways to the point that I'm so over it that I just wanted to be over because he's so delusional. Even today, he was being delusional, talking about how he deserves a spot in the final two, how he's worked so hard to get there and how it's just like, how in the world do you see that perspective when well, apparently there's things that we've been missing, as Kylan said. You know, he's done it a lot in the game. I really need seen, to know so. what the hell he's talking about. Like, what? Are, what? Please map out. Draw me, draw just, me you know? a picture. Write me a list. Write a story. You know, you can do whatever, whatever medium you need to do we it. We just wouldn't understand because we're not in the house. You know, it's just, there's just so much that he's done that we just don't know. Yeah, you know, it's just like, we don't have eyes that work the same way as Kylan's. He is, you know, an enhanced being that is able to see beyond the surface of the things that are actually happening in front of us. And I'm just, I, you know, it really hurts my heart that I'm not as advanced as Kylan. And I haven't been able to discern Derek F's brilliance the way that Kylan has. I think it is such, you know, I feel so bad for myself and I wish that God made life easier for people like me. You know, I think God did this to me intentionally. I think he said, I need for James and I need for Zach and all the other people in the world that watch Big Brother to not be able to see the things I see that it. Don't, have. <laughs> don't put me in there. When I grow up, I want to be just like Kylan. I see it. You don't see That's shit. That's for me to see and for you to find out. That's why I'm rooting for <laughs> That's why I'm rooting for Derek. Why I you leave me out here like that? That y'all, you know, it's not for everyone. You know, either we, you know, you know. If you don't, you know. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast for how long? It's like whatever. <laughs> and you didn't even explain it to me. Like, where is the lookout, Zach? You ain't looking out for me at all. Is that our is that our um alliance name, the lookout? <laughs> 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 we ain't the cookout we the lookout <laughs> the lookout <laughs> uh, uh, I can't stand him he's so stupid uh, it drives me crazy I want him to write a book when he gets out I want about like, a what book from Kylan child oh from Kylan when he was or- in the doorway 
from Kylan. Lord, I'm not reading that. That shit is going to be long. We thought, what was that? A little <laughs> life was long, please. A Kylan <laughs> life is going to be triple that size. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I guess we can start now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You got my spirit riled up real quick. I was not ready to go there and I just feel triggered, y'all. I guess we can jump in and talk about what's been going on, if we must. (laughs) Somebody said that we should make this episode a funeral (laughs) for Hannah and, and Tiffany's game. And I was like, you know... I'm not going to do that because... Should we do another moment of silence? (laughs) Sure, let's do it. (laughs) All right. That was good. (laughs) Is that long enough? I feel like it needs Mm -hmm. to be extra long because they deserve it. But, you know, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep the the vibes high as possible. I'm not going to waste the time of our listeners. (laughs) I don't mind. (laughs) We start our podcast and then we're just quiet for 30 minutes. (laughs) And then we come back (laughs) off. If y'all want to be here, y'all can be here. We ain't got to say much. (laughs) (sighs) So Next week, we're just going to sit in silence together. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever sat in silence with someone before? I mean... Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, like, like intentional silence. I mean, like, Freddie and I will like sit together and like read. That's silent. But like, I mean, do we just sit there and like? I I do mean like looking at each other and not talking. (laughs) Yes. Silent or like just not? No. It's so strange. I when you said that, it just for fun. (laughs) I don't do it for fun, but I did do it one time because Mike Posner had a thing at the park and we were all just like hanging out in the park. And he was like, everybody find a partner and sit face to face and hold hands and just stare at each other. like what the heck and so I me and this girl were sitting near each other and we sat there and stared at each other for like 10 minutes no talking Mm. and it was just us looking at each other and it was the weirdest thing but it was actually kind of like pleasant like there was something connective about it but also it was just such a strange thing to do to just sit in silence and stare into somebody's eyes for that period of time it was very strange when you said that though it took me right back to that moment because I was like oh I don't know if I'm trying to sit in silence again (laughs) (laughs) anyway big brother 23 we are down to the wire we have just a few days left. I, I think a week and a, a week and a half or something like that at this point, which I wish that they would just go ahead and end this thing on Thursday. Let's just mm-hmm. speed it up and just get it done so we can see what, what we're working with, just so we can we can move on. Even though I, I'm very thankful for the season, I will forever and always have a love for this season. And I will even love this cast as much as some of them have gotten on my nerves in different ways. I don't have a problem having a problem with people. It's fine. Like there's people who just do things and <laughs> and issues arise in the moment, but I still see them for who they are and I still appreciate them for who they are. Mine is Derek F. I think he may be the only one that I have a problem with moving forward. And it's hilarious because even with like Hannah in her exit interviews, she is dragging him and she is constantly talking 
talking about how he just wants to be there for fame and followers and he doesn't care about this game and she doesn't understand she feels some type of way that he's still in the house Mm -hmm. and I feel very similar and it's it's great to hear that expressed from people that are in the house because usually it's us on the outside saying those things and then people are like well but no somebody who is in the game that was in the game that knows this person on a personal level feels the same way and I appreciate that honesty because it's real it's very real Mm -hmm. so we start the nomination episode off with the cookout being in that final six and what who's that xavier he said brothers and sisters welcome to the cookout (laughs) and it was a joyous (laughs) occasion everyone was celebrating and it was not very long lived but that moment will always be something to cherish and i will always appreciate that and I thought that was great, are also excited and they compliment each other on all their hard work and their determination. Then they start thinking about what happened through the double eviction and Kylan is upset that his ass went onto the block. He's mad at Tiffany for him going up, which was so confusing to me because I'm like, Tiffany did not mm-hmm. do this. Like, why are you mad at her? How is she, How is her loyalty in question because you went up on the block? And why is it a problem that you went up on the block? It, you knew you weren't going anywhere. Like, why is this a right. thing? And so I guess I understand the fact that he felt like him and Tiffany and uh, Hannah would have something and he might not go on the block, but really he probably was just doing that so he wouldn't be in the position to go up on the block. But now he's up there and he's mad. Mm -hmm. And those men were so emotional. And I don't understand why it's such a problem for them. Like, what is the issue? Why is this? Why is this an issue? Please tell me. It's so confusing. I mean, I honestly can't even comment on it because I don't I don't get it. (laughs) I don't know if there's anything to get because it's like Mm -hmm. we know the game at hand. We all have talked about this moment. We all have talked about everything that it takes to get to this moment. You know what options are on the table. And I, I can explain exactly my thought process as to why I chose you to be the one to go into that spot. So you're mad at me for playing towards Alyssa when this whole entire season you have been playing towards other people's jury votes. You've literally been the only person out of the cookout to tell people basically about the cookout to protect your ass. But now that somebody is trying to do the same thing for their game, it's a problem to the point that you're going to bring it up during this and you're going to hold it against them when you've been doing the same thing all season. It's so stupid. I just hope that I'm never in a position where I don't look at what somebody else does and can't see that same thing in myself. Because I know that, you know, humans are going to find themselves in moments when they're hypocritical. Everybody's going to do that because it's just the way that we, the way that we feel about things and the way that we react to things is always varied, but it takes a special kind of person to acknowledge that I think, and to understand it and to apologize for it if something needs to be apologized for. But Kylan seems to be really unable to do that. And I don't know why, because it's so clear. It's it's like, what? It's so stupid. I don't even want to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can make this a no Kylan zone. We can make this a no Kylan zone. The no Kai zone, like a no fly zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Listen, I just, I feel like this entire episode is just going to be me bitching about these men and all of the foolery that has gone on. It's just frustrating to watch. Hannah apologizes to Kylan and she explains to him why she made the decision that she made. And I appreciated that she was able to, to clearly state why she made that decision. And she knows that it probably puts her in hot water, especially if Kylan is the person that wins the next HOH, which we know that Kylan is the one that wins this next HOH. So do you think Hannah should have chosen somebody else besides Kylan? I mean, honestly, no. It may, it makes sense in what she was doing with Alyssa and telling Alyssa that she wants one of like the main, you know, one of the bigger threats to go home. It wouldn't have made sense if she put Derek F next to Alyssa because he's not, I mean, it's just Derek F, you know? <laughs> right, your favorite. So, so like, I think in order to do what she was doing in order to get, I mean, even though it didn't fucking matter, it made sense. You know, just suck it up, dude. You know, she's obviously not going to put Tiffany on the block. That doesn't make sense for her. Aza, you know, at that point, hadn't won anything. So she's not a huge threat. Derek F is Derek F. Kylan's really the only person that makes sense. So it's your own fault for being a threat. You shouldn't have won shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So then we move on to the HOH competition. And this was one of those egg competitions where they have to navigate an egg through some chicken wire. But this time they have to get the egg on the inside of their cage and then roll it down this ramp and knock over these like power triggers or handles or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call them um and there was like this weird chicken man which also this was like bb comic so it was like he was a villain or something but i was like who is this chicken man and did they (laughs) pre-tape this like they let the chicken man in the backyard and tape this and then let them in the backyard because i feel like it's a little dangerous to bring in people from the outside into the big brother house Mm -hmm. during covid so I was like, this chicken man is strange. Well, seeing him just reminded me how much I don't miss that fucking him dressing up as that old woman coming there and chasing the people <laughs> around or whatever that baby or whatever that annoying punishment is that they get where he follows them around the house all day. Right. It just reminded me how much I don't miss that. Absolutely. I was like, thankfully, we only have him for like two minutes and then he's gone. <laughs> His paycheck was cut. <laughs> <laughs> How did you like this competition? I always like the chicken wire competition. I don't know. I love like pointless, meaningless, like things that like keep your hands busy. So I think I would like our, I think I would be good at this chat, this like competition. So I always like it. I wonder how I would do. I think that I would have done something like Kylan, like trying to see if Mm -hmm. I was able to drop it so I could bypass a lot of it. I thought that was a Mm -hmm. great strategy and he did it really well. Well, isn't there like a trick or something with like shaking the egg so that the inside doesn't like roll around as much and it goes like straighter? I wonder uh-huh. if they, like, told them not to do that. Because I feel like one se- didn't one season someone did that? I don't even remember. Maybe I... not U.S., maybe it was Canada. But I, I feel like someone definitely has done something where you've had to roll an egg and it's, like, been hard. Because I remember someone being, like, I started to shake it and then it, like, the egg was able to roll more evenly. I have heard that before. Something about the membranes and mm-hmm. the yolk. and the... They were like, don't you shake them eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they needed to shake them eggs because them eggs was going all over the place. (laughs) 
It truly was so frustrating to watch all of Tiffany's eggs because she was going fast. She was zooming. If Tiffany ever gets the opportunity to play this game again, I really hope that she can up her comp prowess a little bit because she'd be struggling sometimes. And I'm just like, sweetie, please get it together. I, li- I liked this competition because the other elements. It wasn't just getting the egg through the chicken wire. You had to roll it down that ramp and knock those things over. Mm-hmm. And so it did take some skill and it took some time to get it done. And Big D did a pretty good job. This is the first time that he's mm-hmm. actually like had a shot at winning this. And of course, Kylan doesn't let it happen yet again. <laughs> Like, that's another thing. It's like, what is the point of you winning this competition and taking the shots at the people that you were taking the shots at when you really could have let Big D do it because he was going to do that anyway? I feel like Kylan is overzealous and people see him win these competitions and they want to applaud him and say that he's playing a good game. But I think that it actually puts him in a much worse position than he would have been in had he just let somebody else win because he's probably going to be safe, especially if it's another man that wins because all the men have been sticking together this whole time. Why would you take it upon yourself to try to win this? Especially when you could win the next competition and put yourself in an even better position when it comes to these, these future comps. So it just didn't make sense to me why he wanted to win, but Kylan won HOH and Big D was upset that he lost again. Well, it was actually funny. I was watching the feeds this morning and Big D said he's come to terms that it's not the comps that are the problem. (laughs) (laughs) That he understands that he just hasn't been winning because he's been in so many comps at this point where he has the potential to win and he's dropped the ball. So he can't blame it on nobody but him raggedy selves. So sad. (laughs) It's not sad at all to me. Why is it so sad? (laughs) Like truly... Can't win anything. At least Aza won something finally this week. We'll get to that. But like, he's really going to play like this entire game and didn't win shit. (laughs) And have been trying. And every week been Mm. like, oh, I'm winning this one. I'm I'm coming for my win, sir. It's just, mm, I kind of hope he goes throughout this whole season and never wins anything. (laughs) Not anything. (laughs) Because then when he gets on Twitter and tries to act all big and bad, I'm going to be like, go win a comp. Like, do something because you... (laughs) You can't. I dare you. Honestly, I'm probably not going to engage to begin with because I just have Mm -hmm. nothing to say. And once he's out of my line of sight, that's where he's going to stay. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything else that happened this episode. (laughs) I honestly don't either. Kylan nominates Tiffany and Hannah for eviction. And of course he did. It's so predictable. Blah, blah, blah. It's so dumb. Tell us all this time. Raggedy as it can be. (laughs) Raggedy as it can be. (laughs) So then we move on to the veto episode. And Kylan expresses that Tiffany is his target because he can't fully trust her. Big D celebrates that Tiffany is on the block in the DR. And I just, you know, really was bothered to see this because... Mm-hmm. I hate that he's getting his way. I'm ha- I hate that he's able to be happy to see her leave before him because he's been saying that he wanted this this entire season. And it's so distasteful to me because he does not deserve that satisfaction because he did nothing to accomplish it. And he it's only happening because he is trash and they know that mm-hmm. keeping him around is fine. So like, it's just frustrating to watch. But also, I'm still unsure as to how Kylan feels that Tiffany can't be trusted. I do. Now, I do understand that Tiffany did not want Kylan to win that HOH the week prior. And that made Kylan potentially feel as if Tiffany didn't trust him because she wanted to win. But also, I feel like it made so much sense because Claire was the one that was going to be able to go. And 
she still ended up sending Claire home. So it wasn't like she fully yes. turned her back on the cookout or Kylan. It just was a different route. So I do understand yeah, why I they were. I, I truly saw that as the end of her game. And I, like I tweeted, like I said, like that was it for me. Like, I don't know what it was about it, but like, I just felt it. She gave them a reason to be mad at her and to like put her up and that's all that they needed. And so yeah, looking back at that or whatever, I'm in no way surprised. Like, I don't even need it. Like, clearly, it's more of a feeling. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I get it. You just can't explain it. It's just a feeling. So it's like, yeah, that truly was like the end of her game. From my perspective, I totally agree with you, but I also think that it was simply the reason that they needed because it was going to happen anyway. I did not see Tiffany no. getting farther than the place that she got unless she won a competition. Either way you spin it, any like any avenue or road that they would have taken, I just don't see Tiffany surviving because those I mean, men. It would have been if it would have been Hannah or Aza. Like I think it would have been different. So I think that she had she had other routes, but as far as like with the guys, no, she didn't. What do you mean, Hannah or Aza? Like if they would have won instead of. Um, oh yeah. Like she would have. So I wouldn't say that there was like I don't see her getting anywhere else than where she got because I think she would have had other places. And honestly, I think that she could have stayed longer than Hannah had she not done that. Because I think her and Kylan were in a, like, decent spot up until she, like, wouldn't let him win. And then I think he took it personally. And then that's when he went on his little rampage and everyone got mad and blah, 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 blah. And, like, I think that her not giving it up truly was the end of it. I think she, I don't think she would have won, but unless like she won or Hannah won or something like that, but I think she could have at least stayed another week, at least another week had she not done that. I don't think it would have been another week though. She she would have just gone right after herself in the double eviction. Well, I, well okay, not another week, but you know what I mean. She would have, instead of being sick, she would have been fit. It's possible, but I just, don't, I, I think that Xavier would have wanted to keep Hannah over Tiffany no matter what, even if that had not happened. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know but i just the narrative that that moment was the the absolute end for tiffany's game bothers me a little bit because it was the first time that tiffany actually did something selfish for herself like actually followed through with something selfish for herself is, but i just felt it it's like just something that you feel you know it's just like <laughs> it's just it something is. that you feel i was when I watched it, I was just like, well, there we I, go. But I think that you feel that way because that's the way the episode made it lean. Like, you could feel the tension between the cookout because I didn't get that same deep vibe when I was watching the feeds. I did fully see that they were upset, especially Xavier. He was upset and he's probably still upset. I didn't feel the same way until I watched the episode and I got to see those DRs back to back and the way Tiffany was talking and the way that people were saying things in the DR. That made me feel like, way worse than it actually felt whenever I watched it originally, even though I do think it was a very risky decision. But if that risk had paid off, I do think it would have put her in a much better spot moving forward into the future. Had Claire stayed, had potentially Claire won that HOH, like there's, there were, there were options for her where before there weren't many options. I didn't see her going much further in the six to begin with. But I'm not mad at her for making that decision because it really could have been a decision that changed everything for her. But it was worth a shot. It didn't work out. But I would rather her try something than to just sit there and let the men kick her out because it is what it is. I just think that she 
would have been safe. Claire would have went home. She would have been able to play for HOH and then she could have won that one, you know, and that would have helped her. James, I don't know. <laughs> the point of the story is things could have been different. Things could have been we different. Don't know how they, we don't know how they could have been different. We don't know how they would have worked out, <laughs> but they're not. So going on to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so annoying. We don't even know what competitions we're over here arguing. We don't even know what happened. We don't know what happened, child. <laughs> Kylan says that Tiffany and Xavier cannot coexist in the house together. And Hannah was also confused and clocked when he said that. She was like, why would you care that Tiffany and Xavier can't coexist? Mm-hmm. And she thinks that Kylan is foolish if he's working with the guys because he's handing the game to Xavier. And she said, if that's your goal, congratulations. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> she clocked him immediately. I love that. She has a great assessment of what's going on around her and the way that she expresses herself in the DR. Sees things moving and she puts those pieces together. It's been very subtle, but it has been very accurate so many times this season. And I wish she would have had a a better shot. I wish she could have won some of those competitions to save herself to give her a better shot at this game. But Uh Hannah wants Ozzy to win the veto and take one of the girls down and keep the women safe. That's the only way that this could have happened because... If Aza was safe and she took down Tiffany or Hannah, they both would have the two votes to send out somebody else. But, you know, I don't know if Aza would have ever done that to begin with because she's playing such a strange game. I can't figure <laughs> out why she makes the decisions she makes. She hasn't really had much agency when it comes to her own feelings or what she feels is best for her that doesn't involve somebody else's game or somebody else's decisions. Mm -hmm. And I wish that she was because I I think Ozzy has the potential to be that player. I truly do. I think that she, I don't know what it is about this game that makes her hold back and not fully embrace moving forward or making decisions or doing anything with real like control. Something about her personality, I see her take control in so many other ways, especially in like the creative roles when she's cooking or when they're singing a song or whenever they're doing anything else. I see the way that she like is comfortable moving into those positions. But when it comes to this game, she's completely turned off by it and never wants to do it. It's so weird. The women just don't understand why Kylan did this and they didn't expect it at all. Hannah didn't feel like there was a path for them if Tiffany leaves this week. And they were just like confused because they thought that they were on the same page as Kylan and it just didn't work out. But we come to find out that Kylan says that he only wants to go to the end with strong competitors and that he would like to sit next to Xavier at the end of this game. And, you know, only people who have played this game deserve to sit beside him at the end. It just feels like so... It just... A lot of this just feels... My spirit feels very... Even talking about it again. (laughs) 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 so then we move on to the veto competition and it is bb comics and they have to run around and go across the zip line and look into this room and look at the bb comics on the wall and then recreate that wall on the outside and make sure that they are getting the exact correct picture on their wall how did you feel about these comics this year you're gonna have to remind me because the only one that i remember was sarah best breath (laughs) (laughs) it was like what the fuck so we have uh, christian flipping the flippinite or something like that i was like this is random but i guess because he was doing them flips in the background in the backyard 
So we had tippy toes and her toes was flying off and they were like missiles or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we had Oceana Hannah, which Hannah's was really cute. I thought she looked really great. Then we had the Explorer. Um, Xavier looks terrifying on this picture. His head is so big and that smile. I was like, this is quite a drawing. Um, Then we also have Kyland (laughs) who looked like Scottie Pippen and looked very rough. I was like, something about this just don't sit right with me. What what was this? uh, The Kylander. I don't even remember him. And he was wearing a kilt and he had a sword. It's terrifying. And his face looks very scary. I remember him saying something about the kilt, but I wasn't actually watching the TV when he said it. I was just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I was on my phone or something. Big D was Big Z and he was sleep and snoring, which, you know, very accurate. Azza's was the Wizard of Azza, which was really cute. It was the only one that I actually really liked this season. I can't even remember that. She was like a witch. Oh, wait, she, she was, was like, like, I like my boobs or something. <laughs> yeah. But she, okay, her, the picture was great. Then we had Alyssa as the bikini genie. That was fine, I guess. They all said that it didn't look like Alyssa, though. And Xavier was thirsting over this cartoon. And I was just like, okay, sir. Um, Claire was Claire Bear, which was kind of scary. I was like, Claire deserves so much better than this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it had the little ears. That was cute. The ears and these claws and her body was a like a teddy bear. Then we had Derek X. He was the Lord of the Latrine, which is so obvious. I feel like they could have done something mm-hmm. better for him, but I, I understand because it was quite a moment in his story. Brittany's was the Denialator, which ooh, that experience was a lot. <laughs> ooh, that blood curling scream. About that scream. <laughs> And then we had, (laughs) that was something else. Then we had Whitney and she was the glamour slammer. And she had on that, that broad she was wearing or that shirt or whatever. He was was making fun of Whitney. He's like, he's wearing, she's wearing that workout top again or something. (laughs) I still am confused as to why he be going after her. I feel like he always has something to say about Whitney. and She's been gone for a long time. I think he has something to say about all the females. You are absolutely (laughs) correct about that. Mm -hmm. It's what gay men do, unfortunately. Don't put that on everybody. I'm not putting that on everyone, but it's what a lot of them do. We had Brent, who was the fright attendant. He was a zombie. We had Mr. French. I don't quite know what he was doing. I think he was a spy or something. He had some French fries. And then, what's his name? Um, What is that man's name that went home for? Travis. He was a cow. Travis. (laughs) Cowabunga. I was very unimpressed with pretty much all of these this season, except for Aza. She's the only one that I would like to look twice at. Everything else, mm, I'm good on them. I mean, honestly, but like, I feel like, yeah, like you said, checked out. I feel like I watched all of these episodes with my phone in my hand because I just didn't care. So it's like, yeah, I don't really remember. Right. No, I, you know, I paid attention to these. I was watching intently. I was listening, but I'm just like, it just feels like we're filling a lot of space to get to this end game. And I'm ready to speed this up just a tad, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. So they play the competition. Everybody does their thing. Tiffany flops. She's the only person that times out. I'm like, girl, how did you do this? Like 40 minutes and you didn't even get this done. Tiffany had 40 minutes. Hannah had 14 minutes and Big D had 14 minutes too. And Kylan won the veto with 11 minutes and 44 seconds. 
And I was just like, I feel like a lot of these people should have done better than they actually did. It's just, it's disappointing to see Tiffany and it's disappointing to see Xavier talk this big game about being this competition threat, saying that he's throwing everything. And then when he's actually trying to win stuff, still gets 20 minutes and like still be struggling through some of these competitions. So I'm hoping that he can keep his pace because I am putting all of my eggs in the Xavier basket for this season. If he doesn't end up making it to the end, I'm going to be disappointed. Anyway, Kylan wins the veto and he's very happy to control the entirety of his week. Tiffany goes on an apology tour and she apologizes to Kylan and you get a she ticket? asks him to trust her again. <laughs> I'm front row. Right? Uh, she asks him to trust her and she knows that the only way that she can move forward in this game is if she was able to get Kylan back on her side. But it's entirely too late. And he already had his mind made up probably before this week even really got started. And this is another thing with Tiffany. I do think that she should have gotten Kylan back on her side before any of this ever happened. Like she could have as well. Like I really think that if she had those conversations a little bit earlier that they may have worked with Kylan. Tiffany is very persuasive. And I think that especially if she had the time to really like nail something in, it could have worked. Kylan says that, Tiffany is the kind of player, I can't even read this out loud without gritting my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Let me hear them teeth. Kylan says, Tiffany is the kind of player to lean on her own self-interest, and that's why he cannot work with her. Kylan decided not to use the power of veto. I really don't understand I mean, he's not wrong because of the way she acted, but coming from him... It's annoying. I just don't understand how somebody can talk about something on the table when you got stuff on the table as well. Mm-hmm. How is this not a, a topic of conversation? I don't even know if I if Tiffany ever had the conversation with Kylan because it's something that needed to be said. I don't know how it wasn't said. Kylan was never really that upfront with her and never really that honest about how he was really feeling. And that's why I am uncomfortable about all of this and the, the idea of Tiffany being untrustworthy because... Nobody really had that conversation with her in a real, real way. And that's, I think, where the the tension is for me, because if the conversation was had Mm -hmm. and everybody could bring out everything that everybody got on the table, Mm -hmm. it kind of null and voids the issues they have with her in the moment. And that's what's hard for me to understand. Yeah, but I think that that's not possible in the Big Brother house. You can't really have these conversations and people not walk away upset. I think that we need to, I think that there's a lot of appreciation for Tiffany from you. And I I love that. And it's 100% valid. But I think that your appreciation for her and how much you enjoy her in this game is kind of blinding the game. Because it's not. I don't, I don't 100% agree with you. Tiffany is a very selfish player. She was How is she a selfish them. player though? What has what else has she done this season that has been utterly selfish? Let me let me finish. I'm not saying that she didn't give up her game in the same way that everyone else gave up their game for the cookout because she did, but there I find everyone is equal because Kylan gave up Sarah Beth, you know. He didn't give up Melissa. She gave Kylan up, it does it doesn't sorry, matter. Sorry, let me I'll let you finish. <laughs> okay, it's not it doesn't matter if he gave her up on a silver platter. He still gave her up. She's not there. So he didn't do anything to save her. He didn't go out of his way to make sure she was still in the house. So that's what I mean by that. He did. He she was supposed to go out that week that he won that that HOH. Mm-hmm. And he won that. That's why they were mad. He absolutely did the same thing that Tiffany did. The point of the story is, <laughs> it's just, I, again, it's just, it was a feeling. 
when when she won, it was a feeling everything changed. And I I don't know how to describe it, but I'm sure some of y'all out there feel it. If y'all feel it, send send me y'all feeling vibes or something. I don't know. Explain it to explain it to James because I don't, I feel I don't it, it as well. I fully okay. feel it. I then I don't I don't understand you questioning. Again, I understand why you don't like Kylan saying that because he's very much like, you know, the pot calling the kettle black or whatever the fuck that <laughs> saying is. But like, at the same time, I get why he's saying it because she but just you can't, that. that's at the front forefront of his mind. I don't that's care what's at the know. forefront of whose mind, though, because it doesn't matter because the story still has a lot of information that goes against him in the same way it goes against anybody else. So I just don't buy that Kylan is able to say those things when Kylan cannot even say those things about himself. And that's what makes it hard. I I also need to let it be known that as much as I love Tiffany, I will never not be logical about the way that I'm thinking. I'm not like I at the end of the day, these are random, regular people. I'm I when it comes to Big Brother, I'm absolutely going to give her props and I'm absolutely going to show her love. I'm absolutely going to pour into her if I have the opportunity to. But when it comes to discussing things, I'm never going to not look at something logically because I like somebody and people throw that at me all the time. And it makes me so annoyed because I'm not a biased person. (laughs) It's like one of those things. Where when, maybe when so many people say it, you know, maybe you like have to be like, well, am I? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I love you, but sometimes you'd be like that. No, because, because I don't, okay. I don't, <laughs> if I have a conversation with you, I can defend anything that I say. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it simply because I like somebody. It is because I, the way that I see things that's just how I'm seeing it in the moment. It's not because I like someone. It's just because just I the way think that, that Kylan was seeing it in the moment. But he was only seeing it from the side of him looking at her without taking into consideration what he's done. And I guess and because from your side, I know because I get to see everything. People who are saying it. Okay, but okay. Well, since you see everything, we see everything. Like as a fan, we get to see the whole game from a different different perspective. So it might not be in their face because it's something that we remember clearly because it didn't happen very long ago. I'm just saying that while I don't like him and he's the last one that should be talking, I don't disagree with what he said. I'm over here eating peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. I do. But... (laughs) I just feel as if there's uh, there are were other things at play here because it just didn't all add up. If honest, if they said to her, look, you are one of the best players in this house. I feel like I couldn't beat you if I got to the end or I feel like you are in the way of me having a clear path to the end. I would understand that so much more than saying that she's untrustworthy when it's coming from Kylan. And that's really the issue for me is because there's so many reasons to get Tiffany out of the house. I'm not even upset that she was targeted this week at all. Like it's a smart move to get her out of the house because she's absolutely a big threat. But the way that it went down is what bothers me because I felt like in a lot of ways it was a cop out. In a lot of ways it was dishonest. And even, and we've seen Kylan continue to have these moments where I feel like he's trying to paint pictures for the audience that is not a real reality. It's fine. It's annoying. Again, I think everyone feels that Kylan is the last person that should be talking. I don't see anyone that's team Kylan when I'm scrolling through Twitter or, you know, talking to like the two people that I know that watches 
watch the show, you know, like no one is Team Kyle and no one's rooting for him. Everyone wants him to lose. Everyone sees through his bullshit. I 100% give you that. I'm just saying that Tiffany did something that's the last thing that's on their mind is her not giving it up. She obviously doesn't trust them. She wants it for herself. Like that's what I would think if I was in the house too. That's why I don't, I'm not going to knock him for that comment or thinking the way that he does because she gave them a reason to think that way. Now, if she would have given up on, like, I'm sorry, like, I will fight for this, like, forever. If she would have given up and then they would have said some shit like that, then I would understand the anchor. But she literally gave them a reason to say dumb shit about her like that. And when you give someone a reason or you give someone something to run with, that's on nothing but you. You know, that's on her. And she made that bed and she has to lie in it. I'm not saying it's a problem, though. (laughs) I'm not saying that them feeling something... well, you're all upset. I'm all upset because I don't think that it makes a lot of sense for Kylan to nail in this idea that Tiffany is untrustworthy simply f- for that fact, because he is not trustworthy. So it's like, how can you call somebody else out and target them for the exact same thing that you did? It doesn't add up for me. I think in life, we like to call out people for things. I feel like the things that we're most upset when it comes to other people are things that we're scared of like doing. So I think he sees her doing shit like that. And that's probably something he doesn't like about himself. So he's like calling it out, you know, it's like when you're in a relationship and you're like so nervous, the other person is going to like cheat on you or something. And then like, Oh, it's why, because you're like thinking of like cheating. So you're putting that fear of like what you may do on someone else. You know, have you ever heard that? Like, I don't know. We talk about that shit in therapy, Um, (laughs) but you know, so I feel like he's like, I feel like it's something like that. So he's probably calling her out because he sees it in himself and he doesn't like it. But then now he has someone else to blame for his shit. And so he calls her out. It's deep, yo. Kylan's got issues. <laughs> there's a lot of issues here. And that's why I just feel like there's more going on here. And I feel that like the way that Kylan expressed this was a cop-out for some other way that he actually feels or for something else that's actually going on because the way that it's presented, it doesn't make sense. At the end of the day... The boys don't want the girls to win. (laughs) That's it. And that's probably what it is. And look, they're not going to say it because they're all smart enough to know not to say that shit on television. (laughs) So it's just the boys being boys. We them boys, you know? They don't (laughs) get to the end. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, they can sit there and be like, well, Derek did more stuff than, you know, Hannah or, you know, all of this shit. But at the end of the day, the boys want to be with the boys. That's it. And if no that's it, if that's it, the then I don't want to hear the rest of this bullshit. And I don't want to have to feel as if I'm only saying these things because I like Tiffany. Well, they're smart enough to not say that shit on television. Okay. <laughs> like I can't fault them for not saying, yo, I want it to be all men at the end because fuck that. I mean, know? Derek F A had a problem saying that all season. Well, Derek F has been throwing around the bitch word like crazy all fucking season. He's so disrespectful. It's not surprising. But honestly, Derek F. has no say in any of the shit. He's literally just along for the ride. So I don't really care about what he wants. But as far as X and Kylan, who have actually been able to have say and, you know, have a vote and shit like that. Yeah, no, they just want it to be boys. But both of them are smart enough people to, like, not say that on national television. Well, Kylan can choke. (laughs) 100%. I I wish, I truly wish that Big D had just won this because I would not feel no type of way had Big D targeted Tiffany because it makes sense. He's been saying it from the very get-go. There would literally be no question in my mind 
So that's that's the only issue that I have is just like the way Kylan went about it is very questionable because it just never was straightforward. It is just. But honestly, I feel like if Big D would have done it, it would have been way worse, way disrespectful, like more disrespectful because he talks too much. He would have. And can you imagine him actually having power? Think about how cocky he is at the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> now, actually give him fucking power and think about how cocky and the shit that would come out of his mouth. It would be Ugh. bad. So I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't have, I'm glad he didn't have that moment of taking Tiffany out because he would have, uh, I can't even imagine what his like confessionals would have been like, what he would have been saying to other people. Like, no, it would have been, it would have been bad. So after Kylan doesn't use the power veto, <laughs> Big D's gloating in the DR again, talking about how the Jokers always get the last laugh. And I'm just like, uh, you're the worst. See? He didn't even do anything. <laughs> Nothing. So then Hannah is talking about how she's trying to figure out what she needs to do to stay and move forward. She's sad that they're still in the block, but she doesn't have time to be sad because she has a lot to figure out on how to try to figure out how to stay in this game. I loved the the conversation that Tiffany and Ozza had about Kylan and Xavier being Batman and Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I thought that was a really great way to talk about them because I completely agree. Um, So then we get into conversation about what these people would do if they win the money. And Kylan was talking about his family and how he's always been, I guess, the responsible one, the one that they come to for for different things. For some reason, I don't know if Kylan is just like an analytical person and the way that he talks is just kind of hard to connect with, but it didn't really move me emotionally in any kind of way. Like, Mm -hmm. especially whenever you pair it with him saying like, oh, if I win $750,000, it's really not going to mean that much to me compared to what I make in a year or what I can make in a year and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, sir, if $750,000 in three months is something that you could scoff at, I feel like you wouldn't have been on the show to begin with in this situation. Like, it just... Wait, uh, Kylan said that he didn't need the money? Yeah, he was having a conversation and basically said that $750,000 isn't that big of a deal to him. And I was just, I was then, really... Like, later on, I, all I remember is him being like, I still have over $100,000 in student loans and all this exactly. shit. Like, where do you go to school if that's, like, not anything to him? Like, exactly. What? How much was your student loans? A million? <laughs> <laughs> How many schools did you go to, sir? See, and that's why I don't understand him. He's too smart. That's why I want to be Kylan when I grow up. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) But that's just another thing that makes me question him because how do you have a conversation about that much money that way and then turn around and talk about how much student debt you have Mm -hmm. and all these things? Like, is it, what is the truth? You know, this is Big Brother, so he could be fabricating everything. We don't know. But it just... It just rubs me the wrong way. I just don't trust Kylan. He gives me like, there's just a, mm, he gives me scammer vibes in a, in a weird way. Like, I don't know. I feel like him and Jen Shaw might be in cahoots. But then we get to Xavier and he's talking about how he is determined to win this game because he wants to have the money and be able to take care of his family and specifically his nephew because his brother passed away in April. And this has been one thing that has been driving his whole game. And this is something that's been very consistent with him without this throughout this whole season. He's talked about his brother and how hard it has been for him, especially when the bracelet, like his brother's bracelet broke and he was really hurt about that. And 
this has been something that has been weighing on him and it has been a part of why he hasn't wanted to show man's because he wanted to stay focused because he wanted to get to the end of this game and win and it's one of the reasons that i have appreciated appreciated xavier because i feel like he's been very forward about everything that he's done this season and i i haven't felt a lot of hypocrisy from him even though there have been certain things that pop up but overall like the overall essence of xavier has felt pretty positive to me and even when he's on my nerves like being so angry and upset the way that he was that week and just the way that he talks about some of the women in the house and then his obsession with Alyssa and all of the above it all makes me uncomfortable in a sense but I haven't gotten away from who I feel like he is or the way that he presents himself Mm -hmm. him him bringing it back up kind of brought me back into his corner and like makes me understand him again and like want to see him win this game how do you feel like on an emotional level about who you would like to see win this game. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I honestly don't want any of them to win, but <laughs> I mean, X makes the most sense and like, he'll be like the most gracious winner. So whatever. Thank you for those thorough words. <laughs> I, I like, I, we've already talked. I like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by emotionally. Emotionally, I'm not, drawn to any of these people like that so i guess like yeah good for him if he gets it and i hope he helps his family (laughs) no so we move on to we move on it's not like i'm on a podcast where i'm supposed to talk about this shit (laughs) (laughs) i hate you so much so then we come to the campaigns of tiffany and hannah and They both do pretty well at trying to state why they should stay over the other. Do think that Tiffany had a really great offer to these guys where she made a lot of sense as to how she had nobody left in the house and unwavering support and and whatever, whatever. Um, But one thing that stood out to me, which she is so great at these one-on-one conversations, but she was talking about risk versus chance. She was talking to Xavier and she told him that you're taking a risk keeping Hannah but you'd be taking a chance on me. The difference between a chance and a risk is a chance is an opportunity to win, but a risk is your chance to lose. And I was like, whoa, she really pulled out some words here because I had never really heard it expressed in that way. I don't know if she got that from somebody else. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is such an interesting way to look at this because I never would have thought of it in that, in that way, in those Mm -hmm. specific words. Those are the kind of things that would light me up. And she's good at that. Xavier didn't really buy into it, but I think saying stuff like that in general, if she was if she was campaigning in a real situation where there were actual votes on the line for her to potentially get, I feel like she would have been in such a, a better position. Not that she had a shot to stay. I really never, I don't think that they ever considered keeping her, mm-hmm. but I was really impressed with the way that she went about this campaign. And Hannah, she also went about her campaign really well, but it was more so reassuring them of where she stood and, she didn't really, she offered some deals, but they weren't as like enriched, I think, as Tiffany's were. And she didn't throw Tiffany mm-hmm. under the bus very much, but Tiffany was throwing Hannah under the bus. She was just, mm-hmm. but not in like a real aggressive way, but she was saying things that I, I do think ended up getting them to look at Hannah in a way that they felt as if they needed to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. So then we get to the live show, which wasn't live. This was all pre-recorded. And actually, before we even got to this, mm-hmm. 
the feeds went down for like two days. And the the day that they pre-recorded this, there was a feeds leak where we could hear them in the backyard practicing for the competitions for the double eviction. And we could hear the house guests in the HOH room listening to music. And they was listening to Disturbia. They had all kinds of bops going on in there. I was like, I wish we got this all the time. <laughs> When they were outside, the production assistants were playing as each of the house guests. And so they played What's the Bleep? And the person playing for Kyland ended up winning the competition. And all of the production assistants were were like, congratulations. <laughs> and then somebody was like, Hannah should have won. <laughs> And it was so funny because we don't often get a peek into like the world of production for Big Brother. So it was like a treat mm. to hear them do that and to to hear where their minds were. I was just like, please don't let their asses predict what's going to happen in this double eviction. But they did. So we get to a moment where Julie calls out the cookout and congratulates them on their historic moment, which I thought was great. And she asked them all questions. And I love that she specifically asked Tiffany her perspective on helping to create the master plan for the cookout, because these men have been trying to take away any credit from anybody else, really. Like they have not been giving the credit where it's truly due. And I'm so happy that Julie made sure to say it on live television. So all, well, kind of live television for all of the viewers to watch and see because the information is needs to be known and it needs to be known in a way where these men can't refute it when it comes down to this final two. And then she asked Xavier what it felt like to have that historic moment. And he talked about Alyssa for half of it. And I was like, sir. <laughs> right. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. I was like, you missing Alyssa and being sad to send her home and it being a happy and a sad occasion is not the question she asked you yeah. like this is your moment to really nail in the fact that this was your mission this is what your feelings were you may have had relationships with other people but you knew what you were there to do and you got it done and how that affects you as a person and you as a black man and like I wanted to hear all of these things and you talked about none of it and it bothers me when people get that opportunity and they let it fall to the ground it's so stupid like and thank you Xavier <laughs> and thanks <laughs> <laughs> so then we get a jury segment. We see SB arrive at jury, and then we also get to see Claire and Alyssa join jury. When SB came to jury, DX was not happy to see SB. He he was saying that there are bigger targets in that house that need to get out before she gets out, but that did not happen. So then SB comes and explains to them how she was evicted, showed that Tiffany won the HOH and Hannah won the veto and everything. And I loved seeing DX respond to like Hannah winning that veto. And it was, it was great. I was, this was really the whole point of me watching this episode. Because I knew they were going to show some jury segments and I wanted to see their responses. I also really liked when Sarah Beth came and she was like mad. <laughs> like she was like, no, it's like not okay. Like I'm I'm upset I'm here. Like right. And then even like I as much as like I don't dislike her, I I love how like she's able to see like how she plays the game. Like she was like, of course Kylan didn't tell me because he knows what type of player I am. I would have broke that shit up, you know? Right, like, right, right. At least she at least she knows what she would have done. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that as well. And I wouldn't be mad to see Sarah Beth play again. I don't think she was a villain, but I do think she was heading down a villain path. Like there's something about mm -hmm. her that she's just comfortable 
like doing and saying whatever she feels like she needs to do, whether people are happy or not. Yep. And I kind of like that about her. So I, I really wouldn't be upset to see her if if she ever got the opportunity to play again. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset to see any of these players play again. I'd never want to see Kylan play again. I don't need to see Derek Frazier play again. But everybody um, else, I yeah. think I'd be open to it. Minus the pre-jury. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need to see Brent ever again. Or Alyssa. I keep forgetting. Or Alyssa. What is she gonna do? She ain't do nothing this time. But I also appreciated that SB came in and she <laughs> she explained to them what she thought was going on with the cookout. And I was cracking up at the way that Derek X responded to it <laughs> because there was that silent pause for a minute. And they nobody really wanted to say that the black people were working together. And Derek mm-hmm. was just like, oh. Oh, <laughs> wait, and, ever? <laughs> <laughs> and I also it was it was so interesting because you could tell that he really had, did not realize that a black person had never won this game before. And I appreciated it on one hand because it is something that you just wouldn't expect because, hello, it's been going on for two decades, not one. And so it did all start to come together. And I'm I appreciated seeing like having to take a moment to see where their brains were going to go, if they were going to feel okay about it, if they were going to be upset about it. And I was, it was nice to hear Sarah Beth be the one to say that she was struggling. Like she was cool with them being in an alliance together, but she wasn't cool. And she was struggling with all the lies that Kylan led her into and how unnecessary it was. And you could hear her almost start to cry in that moment because Kylan really did do and say a lot of things to her when he knew the entire time that she didn't have a shot. Mm-hmm. So that has to be a lot to, to manage emotionally. And Brittany also said that she's the most annoyed at Kylan. And I was like, this is interesting. If he gets to that end, I wonder if they're going to feel better, bitter against him or how this would work out if he is one of the people in those final two shares. Oh, I don't think he'll win. I don't think he'll win either. It'll be very interesting, especially if he's next to Xavier. I don't think he has a shot to win. Oh, I don't think anyone has a shot next to Xavier. Like, Xavier's just going to win. Absolutely. Xavier won. Like, he really, there really is no scenario where Xavier doesn't win. That's the only thing that's still exciting to me is figuring out what's going to happen with this veto today. They're currently playing veto right now. And I can't wait to see how this goes because this is going to really let us know what the rest of this game is going to look like. Because if Kylan wins this veto... Things are still up in the air. He could still make his way to the end and he could still potentially take Xavier out if he gets the opportunity to. Claire and Alyssa joined the jury and DX and Brittany are shocked. They all kind of knew that those two were going to be the next coming into the jury because of the alliance that's in the house. They come bearing gifts of what happened in the double eviction. And it was kind of it was kind of hard to rewatch Claire's eviction tape and her have to sit there and explain to them what happened because they all had such close relationships in that house. And so seeing Claire get evicted by Tiffany and all that went down during that entire experience, it was like so wild to watch them experience it. And they were so shocked by it. DX and Brittany were like, upset at tiffany for doing the move that she made and sarah beth was saying that that's messed up and i can't wait to see what the conversations are like when tiffany and hannah get to the jury house because i want to know if tiffany and claire are going to have more conversations what Derek x is going to have to say to tiffany about taking out claire and there's just there's still a lot of questions that are going to need to be answered and those things are kind of exciting 
Truly, just put the cameras in the jury house for the rest of the season and then let me know who the winner is. I don't care. I'd rather watch what happens in the jury. Absolutely. Because what do I need to watch Aza and Big D for anymore? I don't. <sighs> Child, I guess let's talk about this double eviction. <laughs> Have we not talked about it yet? <laughs> <laughs> I knew before this episode started, I was like, this is going to be a doozy today because I really do not want to talk about any of this stuff. <laughs> So uh, we get to the double eviction after the first hour of Big Brother. This is a two-hour episode that we have watched. The first competition is a competition where they have to roll a ball up a ramp. And it's done in two heats. The first heat is you have to knock all 12 balls off of the top of the ramp. And the first two to do that move on to the next round. And at this point, we know that Hannah really has to win this if she wants an opportunity to stay in this house. The competition starts and Xavier and Aza end up being the two that win. But Hannah did a pretty good job. She was almost there, but Aza inched her out. Xavier was the first one to ring in. And so we move on to the second round and it's Aza versus Xavier. And they have to roll the balls up the ramp and get them to stop on the grass on the top. And whoever gets the most balls to stop on the top wins HOH. Stop on the top. (laughs) (laughs) So they start going. And first and foremost, I was cracking up at Aza. They were supposed to roll them at the same time. And Aza's ass was sitting there watching Xavier roll his ball. And then she waited to roll hers. I was like, girl, did you not hear? Right. And then we had to listen to Julie say at the same time for the rest of the competition. I was like, damn you, Aza. Like, fuck. I was so annoyed. Every time she said it, I was like, we get it, Julie. Shut up. It was so annoying. But Aza ended up winning this HOH and I was shocked. I did not think that she was going to find herself in a position to win anything this season, Mm -hmm. especially during a double eviction. But I wondered if Xavier did not want to win this HOH. How do you do you think that he threw that? I think he did. In all honesty. I thought so too, because I think it would have been very dangerous for him to win and not have control or potential control going into the final four. Yeah. And everybody knew that Hannah was the one that everybody wanted to go. So I kind of did feel like he was throwing it because I feel like he never really, really tried to make them balls go any slower. Because mm-hmm. Aza kept trying different things and it was working for he her. He just kept throwing them. Yeah. He just kept he's throwing them. So many competitions. Like Aza won her first competition, and I was so excited because I thought there was potential that Aza would not target Hannah in this double eviction because the women don't have many options when it comes to moving forward in this game. And I figured that she, maybe she would see this as an opportunity to change the way that this was going to go. And although I know Aza has been up Xavier's ass and has been connected to DF this entire time, I thought maybe this one time she's going to think for her own self and her own game and think about actually making a move that could change things because she had that in her hand at that point in time. Like she really could have made a move, but she goes inside. She tells Hannah and Xavier that she's going to put them on the block. But she tells Hannah that she doesn't want Hannah to go, that she wants the vote to be tied and she wants to evict Xavier. And I'm just like, girl, it was such a disappointment. Honestly, it made me it made me happy that she hasn't won anything this entire season because I was like, <laughs> if this is the dumb shit that she would have done throughout the game, then like, no, she didn't deserve to win. <laughs> At all. And I was just so confused as how 
Kylan was not even a nominee. Like, how is Kylan the person that you're keeping safe through all of this? When Kylan, you told Kylan to his face multiple times that you were coming after him, that if you won something, he was going to go up on the block. How did you allow there to be a deal that was made or whatever and feel as if you could exist in the house with Kylan and feel safe? Like, this is a moment where you could potentially get rid of him and potentially put yourself in a better position to move forward. And so it just like, I just don't understand why she did this because Hannah was never really going to go after Aza. There was so many other people for Hannah to go after. So it just didn't make sense to me. And although people have explained and I kind of understand why Aza made the decision she did because of her loyalties to Xavier and her making a deal with Kylan and all of this stuff. When you look at the house and you see the way things are set up, it don't make no sense to roll that no. way when you have options and you have the control here. It's so stupid. So they go to play the veto competition. It's what's the bleep. <laughs> I was laughing at Derek laughing because it's the same. <laughs> what, during the competition? Yeah. See, I didn't even pay that much attention because I was so nervous. Oh, yeah. Derek was like laughing and like I would be laughing too if I was playing that game. It always, it's like my favorite competition. (laughs) It is fun. It's hilarious. I was, it was a little awkward though because I watched with my aunt and my grandmother and I was like, uh. (laughs) Kylan and Xavier were in the lead and Hannah got a question wrong. But then Hannah was the only person that got a question right and got back and got back with them. And I got excited because I was like, all she needs to do is get these questions right. And she still have a shot to go to this tiebreaker. But her ass got the question wrong. And I knew it was over at that point. And Kylan ended up winning the veto. I, I didn't even notice that Hannah had said fuck after she lost. <laughs> But she knew it was over at that point. She knew it was going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. So they go in the house. I didn't realize she said that either. I didn't either until uh, until Friday night's episode where it was at the beginning and you they bleeped out her mouth. I didn't see that either. <laughs> um, I, tweeted, I tweeted a gif of it because I completely missed it. So at this point, Aza thinks that the nominations are going to stay the same and Hannah's going to go. And Hannah is trying to talk to Kylan about using the veto on her or having her his vote to stay. And I didn't realize until we watched the episode on Friday that they both told Hannah that she had their vote to stay. And I was like, why would you lie to her when y'all are about to send her out the door? Like, what sense does that make? And this was another thing that was annoying about the whole Tiffany thing is Kylan sitting there lying to Hannah and saying what he isn't going to do. And then he tries to strong arm Xavier into being the one to vote to evict Hannah. And it's all so underhanded and slimy. And it's like, how can you be mad at people doing things for themselves and trying to play a game for themselves when you're doing that exact same thing right here, right now? It don't make no sense. That's what gets so frustrating for me. It's just like, it's so consistent in his game. So then we get to the veto ceremony. And Kylan uses the veto to remove Xavier from the block. And this is where... (laughs) We hit a fever pitch of what the fuck, because I just could not believe that he would do that during a double eviction. I know that he was trying to prove himself and his loyalty to Xavier. It just didn't make a lot of sense because you were going to get the same outcome either way. Right. How do you feel about the move? Really no reason to do it. You're just going to be upsetting people. 
And uh, honestly, like you don't need to prove yourself to X because he already knows you're telling the truth. Like no one's questioning whether or not you want to go with X at the end. So it was just pointless. It was so stupid. And these are the moves that make me question Kylan as a player because it feels a little egotistical because I feel like to feel as if this is something that is good for your game when there are other people in the house, it kind of feels antagonistic to them. Like, like they don't matter. Like the only thing that matters in this moment is what Xavier thinks and what Xavier would, would be happy about. Aza is very blindsided by this because she thinks that the nominations are going to stay the same because now she has to nominate Big D to go up beside Hannah. And those two could have voted out Big D if they wanted to. And that makes her upset. And so it's like, why would you start these waves when you don't have to, when you're really not getting anything out of it? He doesn't care. He doesn't care about it. He just wants to do what he wants to do. And ding, ding, I think ding. That's like, I think that's clear. No one's, no one's like fighting that Kylan isn't selfish. He's very selfish. I just don't, I don't think he, I don't think he gets it. I don't think he sees it in himself. This is what I'm saying. I don't think Kylan has reality of like who he is as a person. And I hope that watching this game back, he like gets some. I hope he gets a whole bunch child because I'm exhausted by him. I'm so exhausted by him. So Big D versus Hannah for this double eviction eviction. Like we said, Kylan and X both tell Hannah that they're going to keep her. And then Kylan begs Xavier to be the one to evict her. But in the end, it ends up being a unanimous vote. And Hannah is evicted by a vote of two to zero. Aza feels played and it just becomes a whole thing for no reason. But the final four is Kylan, Xavier, Big D, and Aza. This was such an abusive episode. <laughs> and honestly, I don't feel... I don't feel bad for Aza at all because she put herself in that situation. She literally is giving everything to people who like really haven't given her anything, you know? So I'm just kind of like, people are like, oh, feel bad for Aza. She doesn't realize that the boys are working together, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, she needs to realize, like, I don't feel bad for her, you know? Like, it just is what it is. She made a dumb move. I'm going to always say it was a dumb move. I don't understand why she's not thinking better. She's digmatized from dick she ain't ever going to get. So I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand. How you be you know? pre-digmatized? Like, like, you ain't even got exactly. nothing. And it's you, embarrassing. I am so embarrassed for her. It's, it's truly embarrassing. And then, like, last night, she was asking Xavier to cuddle for five minutes, and he turned her down. <laughs> not five minutes. Literally five says, minutes. Like, can, hey, can we cuddle for five minutes? That's so <laughs> embarrassing. It's it's honestly embarrassing. And I just feel like... And he said no. <laughs> and he, he said no. He said maybe after the veto tomorrow. <laughs> How you reschedule a five-minute cuddle session? <laughs> right. <laughs> I ain't got time. I got a lot going on right now. I got a lot going on, Aza. There's only three other people in this house, and I ain't spending my time with you. <laughs> He literally does not like her at all. It's embarrassing. And that is just, I think the things that just like really get me going in the end game here in a negative way is the fact that there are actually so many possibilities on the table, so much potential gameplay, so many different avenues for these people to take. But for some reason, they don't want to do that. And they are so glued to the idea that these men need to stick together or whatever, whatever. And I really think that's what it boils down to is that the men don't think they have a shot if they're sitting with the woman in the end because 
the, there's more women in the jury and they're probably going to want to see a woman, a woman win. And Xavier brought this up to Big D the other day because Hannah had clued him in on it because Kylan and Big D had said things to her that were disrespectful and that made her feel some type of way and that were insulting. And they don't realize that the way that they view this game and the way that they talk about the women in this game is extremely insulting to these women and their intelligence and their potential and their their willingness to, to play this game and do well in this game. And to go back to the eviction, when Kylan went in to vote out Hannah, before he voted out Hannah, he had the nerve to fix his little raggedy lips and say, you know, there's a lot of things that Big D has done in this game that I have to give him credit for. So I have to vote to evict Hannah. And it's like, please, just like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, what has he done that you would be willing to say in comparison to Hannah, you have to vote for Big D. It just sounds like bullshit to me because he ain't done anything. Especially from the guy who's like, I mean, like Hannah called him out. Like, you want to play with players who have done shit. Well, what's he done? What has he done? At the end of the day, they just want it to be the boys. It is what it is. And it's such bullshit. It's just, it's just, and that's what makes it so frustrating. I, But the thing is also why I have a little bit more respect for Xavier is he is ready to cut Kylan. Yeah. If he wins this veto today, I really do believe that he would cut Kylan or have whoever mm. is left off the block cut Kylan if they're able to do it. Him and Big D got mm. into a whole thing because Big D is not comfortable with the idea of cutting Kylan but it is what he needs to do. But I just don't think that mm-hmm. he's going to. I just, I don't know. Because Xavier's HOH, he's not actually going to be in the position to send anybody home. Mm-hmm. So he has to make sure that whoever's off the block does it. Well, if he's not going to do it, then they need to make sure Aza cuts them or something. I don't know. Like, it's stupid to take Kylan any further. Whatever. It's I, so I don't stupid. Even talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. I'm it's over. so I'm tired. It's so stupid, but I kind of, I really hope that Kylan goes this week just so he sees the options that he left on the table because he put all of his eggs in the Xavier basket. Because Hannah and Tiffany would not have come after him if he worked with them. And he had the veto and the HOH the week prior and could have made different decisions. But he wanted to go with his little raggedy plan that he was cool with. And I hope that it sends him right to the jury house. Or, I mean, I don't even think he would go to the jury house. He's just going to go stay in a hotel. So it's also very stupid. I hate this. I did not want to talk about none of this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we did get to watch the episode last night. And I actually enjoyed watching this competition. It was like the CSI evidence competition. It kind of reminded me of that the competition from BB Can 9 where they had to bust through that wall and get their evidence. Oh, the one where they had to get that phone that could nobody ever find. (laughs) (laughs) And when it was on the desk the entire time. Right. And Xavier ended up winning the HOH and he nominated Kaza, Aza and Kylan for eviction. (laughs) Casa. Casa. So now we are just waiting for this veto to be over and done with so we can see who is going to be off the block that is going to be the sole vote to evict this season. It's kind of weird that we're at this point in the game because I don't feel like this is the point in the game that we're at. I still feel like there's so many people in the house for some reason. Mm -hmm. Because usually when we're down to the final four and you know that that one person is going to be that vote, it just feels different. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I hope that this goes well. 
I'm happy that Xavier was the one that won this HOH. Hope that Kylan goes home. And that's that. Yeah, I just like don't really feel any type of way. Hopefully this week the veto or something re-energizes me. But at the moment, I just don't feel any type of way. I mean, it's fine to not feel any type of way because, I mean, it's basically over at this point. Mm-hmm. We all saw the writing on the wall the moment we got to the to the final six. And with Kylan winning and with Tiffany going and then Hannah going, it's like, what other options are really on the table here? I absolutely don't want to see an Aza and Big D final two. That would be wild. <laughs> There's like no way that would ever happen. Don't say that. Can you imagine? There's no way. There's no way. I'm not even... There's no way that would ever happen. I'm sorry. Now that X is like actually playing the game, like I don't think you're going to be able to take him out. He's not going to have a shot though. If he if he gets down to the final three and he loses that final HOH competition, because it's going to be between him and Aza probably if Kylan goes home this week. And it's going to be one of those booth comps, which I think Aza could potentially have a shot in because it's kind of up in the I air don't. thing sometimes. Aza be falling asleep, not paying attention. She's <laughs> not going to win. I'm sorry. Aza won her one competition of the season because X led her. And that's it. I don't see her winning anything else. I hope not. Because if she wins and she takes Big D to the end, that would be such a mess. I mean, honestly, like, LOL. I'll laugh. <laughs> That'll be a good laugh, too. I just, as long as it's not Kylan, I don't care. I really don't care. I wouldn't, I, an Aza or a Xavier win is the only thing I would accept. And an Aza win sounds ridiculous. So Xavier is really the only one. It does sound ridiculous, one. but it'd be so funny. And even a big D, like, I don't care. I just, you know, like, seriously, let Xavier and Kylan sit there and think about how they wanted a boys club and how things could have been different if they would have opened their mind and quit you know, worrying about, like, you know, just wanting it to be one of the guys, both of them can sit with that and, you know, think about how they could have done things differently. I don't care. I honestly don't give a fuck if neither one of those wins. I don't care who wins. (laughs) Uh... As long as it's not Kylan. I kind of actually, like, yeah, I kind of prefer that X doesn't win because it's so expected. I am cool with expecting the expected at this point because I think Xavier... I, I do think people have been saying that Xavier has played not a good game, but I think Xavier is a manager. He has managed yeah. everybody around him. He managed everybody that wasn't in his alliance. He positioned people in places and he was very insulated this entire game. Yeah. He didn't have to fight I mean, a lot. I like, I like Xavier. I mean, go back to any of the pot. I mean, any of our previous episodes, I like talk about, like, I think he's a good player. I do like, right. Do I think he deserves it? Yeah, probably. But like, do I want him to have it? Not really. So I don't, it's, it, this is just me wanting. I'm not talking about deserving. I'm talking about what I want and I right. would prefer. I just don't want to see. This. I would I, like some stupid shit to happen. No, I, I because think. Because it's been so messy. At the this end. season it has been be too historic to end up with a big D as a winner. That would be so embarrassing. But like if Ozzy got it, like I would just laugh. Her little clumsy ass made it all the way to the end. We made fun of her at the beginning. And then, like, here she is winning. She just, like, stumbled into it. I would not <laughs> laugh. I would not giggle. I would not giggle with you. <laughs> I would giggle with myself. I ain't giggling with you at all. I need this, Xavier so to get this money and go about his life with his 27, 37-year-old life. That's about it. <laughs> I just I hate that this season ended up this way because it has been such a fun season. One of my favorites that I've ever watched. 
And this end game deserves so much more. It deserves so much more. And it had the potential for so much more. But men always got to fuck everything up. Why do boys suck like this? Question. We'll continue to ask for the rest of our lives. You're right. Do you have anything else? Nope. <laughs> this episode was such a drag. <laughs> Truly was. <laughs> I'm leaving feeling very drained. <laughs> Same. I'm, I need a nap. We apologize that y'all tuned into Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. If you enjoyed what you hear, please go see a doctor. But also please like and subscribe and tell your Big Brother friends about what we got going on over here on a good day. You can catch BB23. (laughs) Explain that it's not always like this. (laughs) You can catch BB23 on CBS every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And you can check in on what's going on in the house anytime on the live feeds on Paramount. Plus. Well, y'all, we are getting down to it. We are almost there. I'm, But this is honestly the first time that I've gotten, it's taken this long for me to get depleted like this. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing because usually I'm over it a long time before this. Mm-hmm. So overall, I'm smiling. I'll get over it, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to say bye? Mm-hmm. <laughs> bye. <laughs> if you don't turn this fucking thing off right now. <laughs> You gotta stand in me.